Hello, ladies and gentlemen, you are watching and listening to Sipping Off the Cuff on Tequila Aficionado Media on all of our channels and networks. And for those of you who are listening to us on MySpace, why? Uh, I'm Mike Morales here in the San Gabriel Valley of Southern California. That guy out there is Rick Levy in the San Pasquale Valley of Southern California. Um, Rick and I flipped. We, we, we sang poetic about this tequila in the Blanco. We were enchanted. Enchanted, yes. And it, uh, pay attention, folks. This tequila is going to, if it, if, it, if it gets off the ground properly, and, and a, lot of, a lot of things need to happen, but it's O and R Estoico Indigo. I know, tough name, weird. I don't get it either. Um, I love the packaging. I mean, if you see it in this box, it's got it. We nominated it for Brand of Promise. Not only in the Blanco category, but also in packaging, it's gorgeous. Um, the Blanco came in a smoked bottle, but this is a reposado, and it comes in a in a black what dark even darker yeah. smoked, right? It's a I don't know if you could tell it's a blue bottle, but oh yeah, when you look at the juice, it turns the bottle green. Yeah, it's. So would this be a, are you sure it's a blue bottle? Because I'm looking at the neck and the neck looks green to me, like an aqua. Yeah, sure. I'd say aqua. You could say, you know, teal aqua. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Boy, with all the, with, with the, with the, the supply chain yeah, problems going on, goes problems, how do you get green? Uh, would this even be uh, like, it doesn't tell us, but it could recycle. It doesn't feel like recycled glass to me. Yeah. Um, beautiful packaging. Uh, so anyway, if you watched our, our Blanco video, if you, if you went through, the, if you watched, if you stayed with us for that long, you understood where we were <laughs> with some of that stuff because the nose was fantastic. The, the, the flavor was amazing. And uh, I did mention that I think to me it looked like oh, there there I am see in the reflection you can see you can see me on his reflection. <laughs> um, that's how good our cameras are now, folks. Thank you. <laughs> anyway, uh, we're, I'm going to pour mine in a Stasol Jarrito that I normally use for mezcal. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. The stopper is beautiful. It is. It is a, a like a clear plastic stopper. We've seen these before on some um, on some other tequilas. I enjoy them. I like them better than the uh, than the recycled or composite, you know, the uh, cork. Yeah, and it's interesting that you're using the Stasol Jarrito for mezcal because if you saw our uh, our Blanco episode that we just did, um, we were talking about how it has just this huge profile that jumps out of the glass like a like a, a mezcal. Yeah. Uh, it, it almost felt there was so much going on there. It almost felt like I was using the wrong glassware, which is which is weird because it's an eighty-proof tequila. Uh, I guess it's not a it's not a high proof at all. Um, look at the color on that though, Rick. Oh, that's like a. It looks like it looks like the packaging. Gold. You see that? That's 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 like a that's um. I, I wouldn't call and that. That's not a reflection from my shirt either. Yeah, right. <laughs> I was going to say, cover your shirt, man. 
that's like a gold color. I mean, it's, and it's luminescent. Wow. Chiny? It's, yeah, it's shiny. But I mean, it's shiny like the, like the Blanco was shiny, right? Yeah. I think I have, I think I have every TJ saying the word shiny. <laughs> it's it's funny. just fun to say. Well, because it's an easy descriptor. I mean, you know, yeah. I tell people, figure out your own descriptors because they're as valid as anyone, any sommelier is going to say, well, you know, it smells like, uh, you know, rotting avocado peel. It's like, really? You know, where do you get that from? <laughs> so it's as valid. When we, when I conduct tastings, I tell people, come up with your own descriptors because they are the ones that mean the most to you. Don't try to don't try to pull out stuff that other people are telling you. Pull out stuff that you can pull out. And if you're not getting what you think you should be getting, experiment more with, with flavors and spices and herbs. And like, go sit out in your backyard right now. Everything's blooming. Again, Rick, healthy legs and tears. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful viscosity. These are a little bit thicker, but I think because of the wood, right? Well, it's, you know, the uh, the tears have this great hang time. Yeah. To quote an NBA player. <laughs> yeah. It's you lovely. talk about the wood. I think they're using American oak. Yes. For aging. I'm not That's sure it. how many months. Well, you know what else too, Rick? I, well, we won't know until we start nosing it. But just from the color, it looks like a like a it looks like a new American oak as opposed to a a beat up you know ancient reused barrel. So I'm not sure. What are you getting on the nose? Hmm. You, you all of a sudden your eyebrows went up. And yeah. I thought, oh, <laughs> well, no, no, it was uh, your comment about uh, new oak as opposed to used oak. Because most of the time, when you know uh, they say American oak, they're talking about a used whiskey barrel or yeah. oven barrel or something. Well, and with the quality of that Blanco, of the agave that they were using, it makes sense that they would use a beat up barrel because you want that. You don't want to lose that quality that we that they had in the agave. It would be a shame to do right. that. I'm getting more of those nice, subtle, allspice, baking spice notes. Turned on my ceiling fan here. I'm going to turn that off. It might be uh, confusing <laughs> me a little bit. It's 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 screwing you your nose up here. Very very pleasant wood notes is what I'm getting. Mm. And they're on the sweet they're on the sweet side on the nose so to me maybe maybe you're right maybe it's a used whiskey barrel because it smells like that but the agave is still present the the baked the the baked part of that that really that nose gave it you know uh, we talked about it i think off camera that it's fermented um without fibers but it but it, it reacted and acted like a mescal that is fermented with fibers so there was still that denseness and it's still coming through on the on the repo 
Yeah. I think there's some interesting interplay happening between the wood notes and the uh, orange blossom that we had picked out in the Blanco. Maybe it's a little deeper. Like maybe almost like cloven orange. Ah, there you go. There you go. I'll buy that. I'll buy that. But definitely the agave is uh, is still front and center. Wow. I will say that the the nose on this one is much more perceptible to both of us. It's more in line with what you know with a good quality reposado that uses a great blanco as its base because but it still has let's put it this way that blanco was so complex that it's not even funny but this this one kind of toned down the complexity of the nose but we're not sure about the flavor we won't know till we dive in but i think this nose, this nose I, is i i think the some of the things that were jumping out at us in the Blanco might have been a little bit muted by the barrel, but I, I don't know that I'd say that there's any less complexity because if we're losing any complexity from the Blanco, it's certainly that complexity is getting backfilled by what's happening with the wood notes. Right. So I think there's still a lot going on here. And I think you could spend a lot of time here pulling out what's going on between you know, the spices and wood notes you're getting from the barrel and how it's interplaying with the uh, the citrus and the floral and the herbal from the Blanco. Well, you know, that uh, that Blanco was one of those that just kept evolving in your glass. The, it did. The, the more, you know, the more sips you took, the more you would perceive. And the more I got to the bottom of that one pour, the sweeter it became, the more, the more I, that fennel turned a little bit sweeter for me. And, and I'm getting it now in the barrel, which is, which is a new, I'm getting it more than I did. I didn't have to wait for it. Like I did with the Blanco. It was, mm -hmm. it's more perceptible to me. Yeah. The, yeah, uh, you're right. And the more this opens the, up, the barrel know, has I, really warmed the notes a lot. You know, yes. I'm almost getting, I'm almost getting, you know, the tingles down the spine. <laughs> well, you know, when Rick gets his tingles, his, he gets his <laughs> spidey sense, and then that's it's over. You know, <laughs> you know. And I gotta say, Rick, if you could pour that in your stossel for mezcal, you would probably get more, more aromatics, because mm -hmm. it really is like you're. You're right. It's reacting a lot like a good mezcal. And we've had some good ones that came in at like 80 proof, you know, 42 ABV, maybe a little over 80. Yeah, and these are all, these are 40%. Uh, yeah, proof. they're all they're all 80 proof. Yeah, now I think there's some lovely interplay happening there between the barrel notes and what we were pulling out in the, uh, in the Blanco. I don't know. The anticipation is really building for me. Yeah. I, I, should, well, you, I'll, I'll follow your lead. You want to dive in or should we just keep nosing? Because, you know, people get a little the sweetness. The, the sweetness is coming up for me now. There you go. See, there's a lot going on in this, in this reposado. 
And we, I expected that. We, I think both Rick and I expected that because of the quality of the Blanco. You know, it wasn't going to be one-sided. It's not going to have, you know, the, the barrel's not going to overcome or overtake what was happening with that Blanco. It was impossible. It just wasn't going to happen. And it's if starting you were, to, you, know, you wouldn't let it happen. It's starting to feel buttery to me. That's it. That's it. It's buttery. Yeah. And on the nose, because most of yeah. the time it feels buttery on the flavor profile, right? Right. No, it's buttery <laughs> on the nose. It's like butter. It's like butter. All right. I can't wait anymore. All Let's right. Go. Here we go. <laughs> mm. 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 Oh, my God. Mm. Oh. Oh, man. That yeah. was an orgasm. Yeah. That's everything right there. You're gonna, you're gonna, I'm going to take this. We should just take this bottle to bed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, buy a dinner first and yeah. breakfast in the morning. <laughs> Dress it up. And, you know, when you when you travel with this in your car, ladies and gentlemen, put on a seatbelt. Give it a seatbelt. Oh, my God. Man. Oh. I got. So it everything that we were talking about is happening you know there's the sweetness and the barrel and the spice and the and the butter and but then i got like a little hint of like a dry cherry as well yeah i'll go there i i think i think it was you know i can only imagine what this is going to taste like as an añejo or an extra añejo because it'll probably start pouring out you know we'll start pulling out the all the dried fruit notes um and that was yeah. just the first sip. That was just priming the palate. Yeah. What a nose. Oh, my God. I would wear this as cologne. Mm -hmm. That's how good this is. Oh, I got to hide this from myself. Oh. Man, that's got it's got some of the qualities you look for in a great añejo. It finishes sweet though on the, on the sweet side, which is really unusual because it's buttery, spicy, and it only on the tail end, at the back, at the rear of the palate. Once you're swallowing, it comes across a little bit sweet. Otherwise, it's just not. It's savory. It's got. It's got. Um, well. Yeah, I could say savory. You know, the butter can turn to a little bit of more savory notes of butter, like when it's been baked in your, you know, your butterball uh, turkey. When you're basting your turkey, it's like it's like basted butter. You know, <laughs> does that make any sense? Uh, I'm still getting that that fennel, yeah, and sort of dill and brine. Yep, yep, yeah. All of that's coming through. But it's but it's mingling with the barrel notes. The barrel, this barrel yeah. really picked up. It, you know what? I it's guess like there's some some tannins from the barrel coming into play here. But it's well, you said this would be a great like you know it's acting more like a añejo or even an extra añejo, the character. And when I when you said that, I thought this would make great a cigar. I would pair it with a cigar. Yeah. 
it's got enough enough depth that you could and you wouldn't lose it it's got the I, presence to stand up to a cigar yes yes it does totally agree and it's coating your palate nicely i'd say that the the pepper spice is turning a little bit more into the a, a hint of hot cinnamon not totally mm. hot cinnamon it's not mm. you know like red hots but it's but it's kind of matured a little bit because of the barrel yeah yeah, and I'm not necessarily getting like baking spice, you know, but the the cinnamon, that's a great point. Just now I got a hint of leather, like mm. a of leather, right? Yep. And that's the butteriness that had finally converted on, on the palate. It went from butter on the nose to, to like a tanned leather. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. Okay, I'm just gonna go there. Here, brand of promise nominee, folks. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. In case there was any question. Yeah. My God. And then the the way it lingers on your palate. And and this is all natural, folks. I, this is not. It's not from the glycerin. It's not you know from any of that. Yeah. Lisa, I can't detect any because we would have detected it on the blanco if they were using it. It's not there because you're looking at the legs and tears. You're looking at what we're looking at. Yeah. You know, and it's like, well, glycerin's a natural, a natural byproduct of the, the process, but sometimes, you know, they might add some glycerin for for you know texture. But uh no, I'm not getting that. It's not, it's not presenting that way. It's not, no. it doesn't feel heavy on the glycerin at all. No. Uh and 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 the stream, the the you know the the legs and tears are still streaming nicely they're you know and it's not overly thick i mean i like to see yeah. le thick legs and tears but but this is very natural looking you know as you i mean you can and tell like, this is it's it's like it how do i say it it's saturating my palate but not coating it i'll i'll buy that because I don't feel like I have a layer of something on my palate. Yeah, you know, I have the flavors, not, right? But I don't cloying. have a thickness there. Right, it's not cloying like like it would with some of the ones that we've had before. Rick and I have had some really sweet tequilas that are cloying, and you can you know that they're using a, if nothing else, they're using uh, glycerin to coat your palate. You're right. I, I probably should change that wording myself because saturating or or covering. You know, uh, as opposed to to uh, coding, you know, maybe coding is the wrong word I've been using. Um, yes, semantics make a difference as well. So, you know, yeah, it's like as as you know, just look at all these. You know, look at these constellations here on the glass. Oh, um, it's just it, it's got this amazing thing going on, but um, it's. You know, sometimes when you see a lot of that activity on the glass, it can end up just, you know, creating this, this coating on your right. palate. But um, no, my palate feels very clean. It's just that I'm still, you know, getting lots of these great flavors on the finish. They're staying. Well, um, in fact, I'll, I'll, I'll even backpedal and go, if you're one of those cigar guys who likes to pair cigar with like a mezcal, you could pair you could pair a cigar with that blanco. Mm -hmm. I would do it. 
Don't be afraid to do it. I even wrote the article on it. I did. I wrote one. Uh, you can see the article on Cigar Advisors website, and it's it's about pairing pairing te blanco tequilas with a cigar. And that was that was a few years back, but it's still valid now. It's even more valid now with a with a brand like this one. Yeah. Because I don't know. Just to to sum up on the palate, I'd say. Um... You know, we're definitely still getting all the stuff from the Blanco is still there. We're getting the, you know, the herbaceousness. Um, but uh, there's interesting interactions happening with the barrel where the orange is turning into just an underlying hint of maybe a cloven orange. Um, what you were saying about the leather um, is uh, is just big. So I'd say, you know, it's presenting is, you know, baked gave, and then you get the leather and then like maybe a hint of that orange and uh, the butteriness too. That's... The buttery on the nose. It is It is fantastic. Mm. Oh my God. Uh, did we ever figure out what the price point was? Are we converting pesos to dollars? What, what, well, what, if we are oh. converting pesos to dollars, that would make this repo uh, suggested at about 111 American dollars. Honestly, if you're going to, People are paying over a hundred bucks for mezcal. This tequila yeah. comes across like a great mezcal, and you got nice packaging to go with it. Yeah, but ask, this is a this is a supremely this is a supremely crafted tequila. Both the Repo and the Blanco, the ones that we've tasted today, and it's not it's it's not unusual for that kind of price point for something that is constructed this you know, with such excellence. Um, it's not, it, it's not, uh, it's not marketing. It's not trying to create a high price point to sort of create prestige or cachet, you know, although they're doing that, I'm, I'm sure they're investing some in there in oh, their yeah. branding yeah, and yeah. packaging, but uh, no, this is a, a supremely crafted tequila. It is amazing. It's called O&R Estoico Indigo. Folks, I think it's so brand new. I, I've never seen it. If you know, if you've if you've had it, if you've paid, tell us what you're paying for it. If you're watching us on YouTube or even on Instagram, if this ever winds up on Instagram, which it may, um, tell us what you paid for it. Tell us how what you're doing with it. I wouldn't put it in a cocktail, would you, Rick? No, not at this price point. Yeah, yeah, know. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Unless you got a... money to burn. Yeah. Yeah, uh, if you've got money to burn, then you know you can use this as your rail for however you like. But <laughs> <laughs> no, for my money, you know this this wouldn't be a mixer. No, and as a matter of fact, I'll even say I, I was going to say with the blanco uh, because of the the slight brininess that we that we picked out, it'd be great in a martini glass with an olive. Yeah, just call, or you know do what you do with gin maybe more herbal gins than fruity gins i guess but but on yeah. its own you know yeah I, now with this you know i think you'd be looking much more rather than mixing you'd be looking at uh, maybe pairing you know it's like do you want to pair this with a cigar or do you want to pair this with you know uh with with you foods can pair this or... with meals mm -hmm. right um we we're talking about basting turkey how about poultry uh I would even go deeper than that because it's got enough character, maybe meats, 
or barbecue. Yeah. Wow. I've maybe, um, you know, like uh, smoked meat, you know, something that's been cooking for like 12 hours at a well, low temperature. Well, that's what I'm saying. Or... That's like, like, a, like, a, like a Texas barbecue or Austin yeah. barbecue where it's been like smoking all day, right? Yeah. You're right. You're right. Where it just kind of melts in your mouth. Exactly. Yeah. Let me see if there's anything different in the box. I'll try to translate here quickly. I know we've been spending a lot of time with this folks, but bear with us because it really does bear um, pointing out because this is a rarity for us. And we've been, we have, we've got a lot between Rick and me, we got a lot of tequilas and mezcalas under our belt. So here we go. Uh, Estoico Indigo es un tequila en reconocimiento de todas las personas de una sola pieza, fuertes y de carácter y claros de pensamiento. Ooh. Strong in character and clear in mind. Uh, que le dan la cara al tiempo con serenidad y aplomo. A plum and serenity. Okay. Uh, en cada gota buscamos. Well, they're just singing. They're just singing, you know, like we are. They're just singing poetic. Uh, in every drop, we awaken in you the the pride of, uh, of uh, being who you are and your origin. In every drop, we reveal more of your of your soul, your estoico estoica soul. I'm gonna find. You know what? That's a word I don't use in Spanish. I'm gonna find out what the hell estoico means. Because it's obviously it's obviously important to them, and and I'm gonna I'm gonna go I'm gonna go directly to Google. Yes, I, I you know what I may speak Spanish, but there's just some words that I don't I don't use. Uh, estoico, estoico, stoic. No, okay. Well, that's yeah. stoic. I don't know, Rick. We did everything but be stoic. <laughs> I mean, stoic is not showing you know your emotions and just and just being you know um th they say some cultures are more stoic than others this this is the complete opposite this brings out your feelings and your you know your love for life and and you know we don't get we don't get this kind of quality very often folks i i i don't know what to tell you yeah it just go Find get it Find go it, get it and get it. Pick it up. <laughs> pay whatever it costs. You know, sell your yeah. house, sell some stocks. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, let me give you some quick ins and outs, just in case you haven't seen the Blanco rep, the, the Blanco review. If you haven't, go back and watch that. It's known uh, 1507. It is Casa Reyes Barajas. Uh, if you're familiar with anything from years back, it is Casa, we used to call it Casa de Reyes. And they used to make a de Reyes Reserva. Uh, the majority of the tequilas is maybe like 15, 20, less than 20 tequilas come out of there. Most of them are all, oh, wait a minute. Dano's Dangerous, which we've had, I don't know how that got past me. We've had Dano's. We've actually tasted it a couple of years ago. Dano's is made there. And I think that's where I first reawakened my knowledge of this tequila being this tequila uh, family or distillery being around. 
because I remember uh, I told the story when we did the, the Blanco review about uh, tequila de Reyes used to have an almond flavored tequila that was a hit. You couldn't find it all over New Mexico. Everybody would buy it. It was it came in an ugly brown like apothecary bottle that you would get like milk of magnesia in or something, you know, milk of magnesia comes in a blue bottle. That, that one came in a like brown bottle. Oh, you know, um, the same kind of bottle that. Um, Machote. Uh, what? Machote. Machote used to come in. It was the same brown bottle that Machote would come in. It was like a, it's a medicine bottle. You, and I'm sure you have one right there. Right? Want me to grab it? Grab it. Show it. For those of you watching us on YouTube, for those of you listening to us on the podcast, thank you for subscribing, by the way. It, wherever you get your podcast, iTunes, Spotify. Um, that's what that's what tequila de Reyes look, used to look like. It, it didn't have the higher neck, but it would, came in that ugly brown bottle, which, which Muchote made a killing out of, you know, and, and we miss uh, those guys. We miss Muchote. Oh, I miss Muchote so much. Yeah, that was... That was a that was a beloved brand. Still is. If you can find it, go get it. But Dereus came in that kind of a bottle without a label. They would silk screen the, the label on it, and it it came in an almond flavored tequila. I'm telling you, men and women fell all over themselves because it was so well done without additives. It was the natural almond flavor that was just outstanding. So. Uh, and then they kind of disappeared. They fell off the face of the earth. I don't know if they closed the distillery. What happened? I would love to find out more about, about the Dureus distillery or the Reyes distillery. Uh, they are out of tequila. They are a, it's considered a lowlands uh, tequila. Uh, if, you, if you check out the, the Blanco review, apparently they are growing their own agave. And these are seven-year-old agave. I, I will buy it. I, I, will, I, I agree with that. That's... To me, there's so much complexity in that Blanco and Reposado that there's no way they could be lying to us at this point. There's obviously a lot of care being taken. Yeah. Uh, and I know we've gone long, folks, but it really deserves that that length of time. But you know what? That's our take. If you've had it before, tell us what you're, what you're doing with it. Are you, are, you, are you mixing it? I hope you're not. Uh, what you paid for it, tell us what it is. Uh, subscribe to to uh, you know to our YouTube channel uh, and and follow us on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and you know um, uh, what else MySpace and Rumble we're not in any of those and never mind and Tumblr we used to be on Tumblr but not anymore so <laughs> but wherever you do you know hey do what we do and tomar sabiamente step wisely. <laughs>